0: Hello, good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. This is Naziati Mohammed Yaqob with another podcast episode on talk architecture. I'm happy to be with you this morning, where I am now, thinking about phenomenology and architecture. And how one could be present at the moment and see the complexities of life and how that serve to make us understand about architecture. A phenomenon is a situation that happens at that present moment to something a conscious being, like a human being. And some architects deals with what is a phenomenon, deals with what is a situation at that time. If architecture is about being present at the moment, then that embodies the whole concept of phenomenon or phenomenology in architecture. We can't escape that. We are a discipline that deals with subjective connotations or subjective perceptions or purely subjective interpretation rather than Objective or scientific interpretation. We have to accept that architecture is to do with how one feels when one is in a space. Psychology, mental health, anything to do with the mind is part of it, part of our being, in the three things of mind, spirit, and body. As our body goes around. Or stays stationary. In that piece of architecture. Which is something that you can enter. Move about, use the stuff. As excess places in that architecture. You shall see that architecture or you should feel that that architecture actually helps you or not helps you in a way that find your way navigate your way even if you're a blind person even if you're using a wheelchair even your weak limbs that architecture provides the ease of use you feel safe And you can go around it and do the thing you want to do. Now perhaps I'm defining and redefining phenomenology in architecture. Perhaps this is my way of trying to explain phenomenology in architecture. I was reading on an aspect of meditation. And it happened to be close to Buddhism because it was a monk describing how to meditate. And as a Muslim, I appreciate it because it helped me to actually understand mind and body in my own prayers. So one of the things that one has to do is sit in a sitting position, make your spine straight, and then start reflecting, start feeling, you know, start feeling more, more than reflecting, really. Um, the muscles and your head, forehead, your temples, your cheeks, the back of your head, your neck, going down, you know, to your chest, upper body, limb, upper limbs, upper torso, stomach, and so on, yeah? Right until your tip of your toe. And then see the connection between, feel the connection that it sits like in a structure. You know, we study about structural forces. So the relationship between all these muscles and parts of body, that's why you have to sit up your spine straight. And then slowly feel that there is the surroundings in terms of the sound, smell, taste, and everything around you, and you can, if you're in a garden, you can, you can hear the rustling of the leaves, um, and the chirping of the birds, and then if you're in an urban area, you can hear the distant sounds of um, car engine, and Meditation is a way to relax and and equilibrium create an equilibrium or create a sense of calmness, steadiness. And then what I'm trying to say is when we go through this process of meditation, there is a certain amount of complexities that we go through. Relationships, you know is, is a complexity between ourselves and the surrounding, between parts of our body with the other parts. Complexity, the basic complexity and nature of a human being, it's the same for any human being in the sense that you're dealing with your mental, your body, and the sense of spiritual sense, whatever you call it, whatever you wish to call it, in your belief system. So... What is that to do with architecture? Now, since time immemorial, the classics, antiquity in Asian traditional civilization, because I I touched upon Buddhism just now. So in the Abrahamic faith, the prayer and standing or sitting still and different positions, that's a relationship of the human being to the surrounding, or the you know the immediate complexity of using that particular space where you're doing the prayer, or you're going about, you know, there are guidance and in, in a different faiths, there are guidance in how you as a human being relate to the world and to society. So, phenomenology in architecture, I can. Try here to define further. The complexities are not just sitting still and being with the world. It's so much more. Phenomenology is is to do with your interaction, your sense of being, your sense with other people, relationships, your um, um that medium that m- mediation. You know, it's close to the equilibrium of things, but that constant constant, um, reference to where you are with the world, with the whole universe. Now, why is this important? Because architecture should be relating to one's sense of self. Architecture should also assist and support the sense uh, sense of uh, being, sense of self, self self-concept, self-direction. Surely architecture is more than just merely a shell. Surely architecture is more than just uh, dollars and cents. Surely architecture is just more than Building plans approval or construction methods or professional practice in dealing with complex building forms, housing complex, we're becoming more and more advanced in the way that there are systems that we could create for the human being, automation, robotics. We can apply artificial intelligence to create architecture. I read yesterday about a criticism on parametricism. It was a good perspective written you can uh written about um similar to what I'm trying to say here, but in a different way um, about architecture that's not dealing with a human being um, and the way we create architecture, that just is a, based on our preoccupation, based on the designers' a preoccupation in a way that Uh, lost that mediation, lost that sense of self, thinking about the sense of self, thinking about uh, orientation. I mean, orientation is one of the complexities that's fundamental in actually defining whether a space is warm or a space is cool, a space is comfortable. Um, orientation of the building in terms of the sun and the wind patterns and topography and vegetation, these are basic things that should connect us, should create a sense of that being, yeah? should, should feel that, we should feel these complexities in our day-to-day We should not numb ourselves to the environment. The environment should give sustenance to our mind, body, and spirit. Especially when we are working from home now in this pandemic situation, some of us don't have the choice. You know, if you're living in urban poverty or you have limitations to access outside spaces, an architecture or the architect has the responsibility to acknowledge this and rewrite, redo their failings, their mistakes. Because there's something such as the pandemic, there's going to be a recurring pattern, a recurring situation that's going to happen happening to us, because we're going to live. Many of us going to live, I heard 60% going to be living in, correct me if I'm wrong, in the urban area by 2050. 2050. And how are we going to do that? A space for everyone to grow. We know of situations where people live in cells in highly dense areas which have a high cost of living and having to serve and work in that city. And we have migrant workers in dormitories that are not ventilated. And all these cramped spaces are a sure way to um if left unchecked, if left not to be dealt with, places and habitats that are subjected to uh unhealthy health conditions happening. Deteriorating of health and just, you know, we, we need the support system to help us with our body. And also minds, you know, depression and mental health issues that could lead into mental health illness and long-term um, long-term situation regarding mental health. So, never mind the spirit. The body and the mind is already have too many challenges for it to cope. Parks and recreation and access to that during pandemic times is so important in a way that you have an outlet, you have a place to go to. And... During this pandemic, we have a lot of ideas because we're forced to sort of reflect a lot of things. Having the chance to be in one place rather than traveling about, commuting from uh, home to work and back every day, there is two hours or three hours of extra time for us to reflect or use that to that effect where we could... um, be that innovator, be that thinker, and think about such so as this topic of phenomenology in architecture. Now, I wanted to talk about complexities and um, the challenge of doing buildings that are complex, like high rises, housing complexes, and and just more and more programs that's added. You know, master planning, which is more complex than just building on a site. I'd like to talk about complexities because um it is something that is not a forific- peripheral thing in architecture. It is the core of learning. The the, the understanding of complexities is um fundamental for a um for a, a tutor or a lecturer to to actually acknowledge and understand and work on. You can't you can't just deal with themes or different themes and just be a specialist in those things those themes if you have a doctorate you have to be broadly um broad uh, broadly informed or knowledgeable in a lot of things including what architecture defining architecture including theory of architecture there is no such thing as separating um, theory of architecture away from whatever that you are dealing with. It could be housing. It could be sustainability, sustainable design theory of architecture is the, the theory of it. The, the, the broad theory and the specific theories that deal with your subject matter. You have to know the broad theory. It's because you are engaged in a, in a world where the world is a world of learning and you're engaged with younger minds and minds that are starting out to understand architecture, you can't put limitations because this is about the mind and the mind has to make choices, inform choices. So lack of understanding about complexities in terms of how from the most basic aspect of phenomenology and relating to architecture to the complexities of it is something fundamental, in my opinion, for an architecture educator anywhere anywhere on this earth so in revising and reforming or redoing architecture education or any curriculum take in take in the learning from arts and humanities or liberal arts or the philosophy or at least understand about theory of architecture and start from there read up read in you know absorb 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 as much as you can because in this time of pandemic you know like what le corbusier did between the world wars yeah um world war one and world war two in the 1920s he he wrote he he traveled and he wrote um because there's not much work uh commissioned work and uh, in europe there are a lot of going through that situation where the architects are not doing so much things. So he created all this ideas and wrote them. And obviously from observation, whatever that you think about Le Corbusier or the other architects that wrote and that theorize that influence subsequently other minds to sort of justify this is what i read yeah the same article that i read about theory of architecture theory of architecture it said in that article is removed from the profession and that's the problem when theory of architecture is lack of these complexities lack of understanding about um theory of architecture uh, is uh, the philosophy or the design philosophy of certain architects. They justify it with not complexities, but just a simplified version of, of branding, of uh, corporation, a one-sided viewpoint. I could talk about branding as well and and what's happening in in the world at the moment uh, regarding entrepreneurship, businesses, branding and marketing and how that affects architecture. That could be an interesting topic for the future. But I think for today... um, Just 21 minutes, 22 minutes here, I would like to state that understanding complexities start from understanding of self and phenomenology in architecture is fundamental to actually defining the sense of self and human being with the world, which is something that is core, that is everyone have to know when you start talking about complexities in design. And theory of architecture is very much needed and very much need to be close to every single architecture educator, subsequently architects and designers to make sense of what the work that they do, to not just be a servant or a robot in the system, but to be the thinking architect that they need to be. So with that in mind, I thank you very much for listening to this podcast and hope to see you again in the next episode. Stay safe and take care.